Hey everybody, so before we jump into today's podcast, I just wanted to A, thank you guys, give you a little bit of a reminder. If you enjoy this content, however you're watching it, consuming it, please like, follow, subscribe, whatever you gotta do, comment on it if you can. Leave us a review, it really helps us out and it can help grow our platform and reach more people. And if you know someone that can benefit from this, please share it with them. If you have a question, if you wanna reach out to us, let us know. And then lastly, we have all of our amazing programs, courses, and coaching available in the resources below. So check that out, definitely take advantage of it. We have everything from free options all the way up to paid programs and everything in between to fit pretty much anyone's budget. And it's just a matter of how customized it's going to be based on the price point. So there's really something for everybody. Thank you guys. Let's get on into the episode. Hey, hey, what is going on, LOF fam? So I'm really excited about today's episode because over the last few weeks, we've been talking about, you know, everything from body image to how our environment shapes our choices. And today I wanted to kind of bring this together with going through a breakdown, some actionable steps, building upon what we already talked about in those episodes, but actionable steps nonetheless with our nutrition and food choices that can help, especially with everything that we've talked about. Before we even dive into that, just a quick exciting reminder, in case you guys haven't noticed, we have our new LOF rash guards are in. You can feel free to check out the link below to get your own as well as our LOF hats. These are actually a part of a limited supply. Um, we had 50 total. I believe we've got about 20 left for the LOF and the life of a fighter. You'll see it under here on the brim. Life of a fighter is, um, again, kind of our vintage branding now. We've moved on to lifestyle of fitness, as you guys might have noticed. I just wanted to share that with you guys. Without further ado, let's jump on into topic. So again, recapping just a little bit to give us a kind of a breakdown for those that you may have actually missed the prior episodes. First, we were talking about body image earlier in the week and last month um, from myself to Chuck to Pina to actually Ashley and I have another bonus one um, that you guys will be seeing here in the coming weeks. And we really just talk about how no matter where you're at on this journey, there's going to be some component of this internal dialogue and this mindset of, you know, it's just not enough. It's not good enough. I could always be better, which is important to have. To me, though, and, and to kind of what we've talked about from Coach uh, Chuck to Pina to my wife, Ashley, and kind of all the clients we work with is it's okay to be motivated by this. It's where I think the line gets drawn that we have to be mindful not to cross is where it starts to become unhealthy and discouraging, where you feel like you're not good enough or you always have to be more. And if you're not improving, you're just kind of depressed or it's negatively impacting motivation. Because guess what? At points, you're going to plateau, you're going to fail, and you're going to have to make adjustments. So the actionable step from all of that for me to you guys, and what I want you to try and take away from that is a practice giving yourself permission to fail and being okay with where your body currently is. That a whole idea of like loving yourself. And I think it's important to not use this as an excuse though, to not try and improve yourself and progress. But the actionable step is to show yourself grace and give yourself permission to fail. A second actionable step that I think even doubles this down a little bit more is finding at least one thing to compliment yourself with every single day. Whether you want to do it in the mirror and actually look at yourself or you kind of want to do it maybe on your car ride to work, your commute, if you're commuting to work, or just some point in the day, even if you have a mindful minute here. Even right now, I challenge you guys. Ready? I'm going to say this. You know what? Mike, you got great blue eyes. I love that about myself and I constantly get compliments on that. So I think that's something that I'm really just proud of. Um, not that it's anything I've earned, but just something I enjoy about how I 
how I look. Now, if you don't want to be, you know, going a, what people could consider a shallow route, like, oh, you don't even have control over that. One thing I like about myself when it comes to my body is the ability to be able to make improvements through that. I think we could all relate to, right? The cool thing about our body is like, we're the sculptor of it. So I've been focusing on lately and actually right after this, I'm going to go for a 5k and I'm going to try and get the best run for um, one of the races that I'm doing through Noom, shout out to Noom. So I'm coming for that number one spot out of my category. So I'm really proud of how my body's able to change and how I can control it. And I've been focusing more on a 5K time. So I'm going to put that to a test. So I challenge you guys, do that right now. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Come up with something that you enjoy about yourself, you're proud of, or something you want to compliment yourself on. Ready? Clock's going. I'm gonna grab a sip while we do this. I want you to actually do it, y'all. All right, so got that compliment, beautiful. That's a huge actionable step. Now do that every single day. It could be the same thing, it could be something new, but find something to compliment yourself on every single day. It could be related to your body and to your health. So just give you that positive reinforcement and motivation, truthfully. You know, if you're not gonna be kind to yourself, who's going to be? And you deserve to have that kindness for yourself and to those around you. So now let's kind of shift into, Chuck and myself were talking about the impact your environment has on your choices. From the, the kind of distance to the local food mart, to the local fast food options that you have, to restaurants, to the lighting, how that can impact it for more like fluorescent bright lights can impact and influence our stress response system and make us want to eat more or eat choices that may not even be conducive to how we're feeling from a satiety level, feeling full or not as well as colors. Like I changed it up from the podcast I was doing with Chuck. I was wearing actually my red um, Life of a Fighter shirt. And today I wanted to wear blue, a little bit more soothing. So on this color spectrum, we've even posted about this last week on being able to look at the blues and the purples and even kind of on the green color, it's gonna, blues and purples more so on those lighter color spectrum is going to help impact suppressing your appetite or even not stimulating hunger. That's I think a more important point to be made there. Not like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just look at blue all day and I won't get hungry. Not exactly the case, but it has a positive influence on your hunger levels. Then when we look at greens, you know, green foods like vegetables and things, that can have a positive influence on the choices we're going to make. And when we start to get to yellow, oranges, and reds, those are stressors that can potentially make us eat more food, foods we might not normally lean to. If you look at most fast food places, what are some common colors you see there? <laughs> McDonald's. Um, so, and again, I'm not saying that, you know, it's, you know, red's bad altogether and blue's good altogether. It's not that, you know, kind of just simple, but it's on a spectrum. So the actionable step that we've been talking about in the last podcast is start to change and leverage that information, even in your own kitchen, in your house, have more light colors that aren't going to be as stimulating, especially at least around the kitchen, no matter how much you love, you know, like yellows, for example, right behind me, the reds, the oranges, they're great colors try and change that a little bit. Maybe you don't want to repaint your cabinets or walls or whatnot, but maybe you hang up some things that are on the blue color, purple color, green color, even the lighter spectrum to not trigger you as much with that in mind. Another component looking at the kitchen is when it comes to mindfulness even, and we talked about the environment last week of like, take the TV out of the kitchen. And if you're sitting to eat, be in the kitchen. Don't bring your food over to the living room. I'm guilty of this myself sometimes, especially, hey, listen, I can get it. After a long day's worth of work, I totally understand that want to just be in front of the TV, shut it down and just zone out. The downside is when you do that and you're eating food, you're not really, again, being mindful of your choices. So you can eat a lot more food, especially when it comes, this is another kind of 
actionable and, and kind of tangible thing of in 20 minutes, which 20 to 30 minutes, it can vary for people, based, is, or based on that information, you can see there's a window between your gut being stimulated with the amount of volume, like it being stretched out, it has these responses or these receptors in there. When it starts to get full, it shoots signals up and communicates with the brain. Hey, we're getting full down here. Stop the flow of food coming in cut it down. That could take up to 20 to 30 minutes for it to be realized and impacted and change your decision. So I don't know about you guys, but I can eat a lot of food in 20 to 30 minutes, especially if you're watching TV and you're not connected and mindful of what you're eating. So that two part there that I kind of want to unpack that we talked about that's come up in the past is being able to not watch TV while you're eating. And even if you're not watching TV while you're eating, remember that it's going to take 20 to 30 minutes, upwards of 40 minutes for your body to feel full. So if you eat whatever you had on your plate and that was part of your plan, you're like, you know what? I'm still hungry. Here's the other actionable task you guys can work in. Grab a sip of water, eight to 16 ounces. Get that down first. That'll buy you some time. Give you a couple minutes. Then if you're still hungry, either go for a walk, get up and give yourself a window of five to 10 minutes of a distraction. Like walking is a great one. The reason I like walking so much, by the way, is not just because we get steps and we're burning calories, but walking has been uh, kind of correlated and even has some causation ties to cortisol levels and regulating cortisol, which cortisol is our stress hormone or, or one of the hormones that's related to stress. And it's not necessarily bad by itself. Our bodies have all these response mechanisms for a reason. Now, if we don't know how to leverage and understand them or we abuse them, it starts to get out of control. And chronic stress, like your day-to-day -day work life can be a chronic stressor. Having kids can be a chronic stressor. Being able to deal with things in your life that you don't have control over can be a chronic stressor. So being mindful of that, knowing it could potentially increase your cortisol, taking actions like working out, going for a walk, being able to do enjoyable tasks, that can positively impact your cortisol level and help bring it down, especially when you're hungry, you're gonna be able to help curve uh, that cue with your hunger and with your appetite. So again, we ate a plate, still hungry. You know what? I'm going to drink eight to 16 ounces of water. I'm going to give myself five to 10 minutes and I'm going to go for a walk in those five to 10 minutes. So now not only we're filling out our stomach to help those stomach receptors signal to the brain, like, Hey, we're getting full down here. Don't put any more food in. Additionally, we're going to buy ourselves time for that response system to kick in. And then lastly, we're putting in some walking or an enjoyable task that's going to help regulate and mitigate cortisol so that even if all those other things failed or we're just complementing it by not having more cortisol to trigger our hunger. All right, cool. So those are some really important ones. Now let's dig into some stuff we may not even have talked about in prior podcasts at least in the last few weeks, but are going to still be relevant to food nonetheless. And this is something I got to compliment Ashley on. And we've talked about it even when you go food shopping. We talked about it in the past of like, you know, when you go into the store to get food, you're ordering online, don't do it hungry. I mean, when you're ordering takeout food, maybe or delivery food, like obviously you're going to have some capacity of hunger. That's clear. But try and do it slightly earlier to where you're like, I'm getting hangry. Like I need to eat now. A, because it's going to take the food to get there 30 to 40 minutes. B, you're going to make a choice based on your hunger stomach, not necessarily keep in mind what your game and your goal or your plan is. And even if you do, you can, again, eat more food in that window of time when you're that much hungrier. So you're setting yourself up for failure. So with that in mind, try to go food shopping when you're not hungry, whether you're doing it on your app, like Instacart, something like that, or you're actually going into the store. Have a plan, have a shopping list. Don't just have a list of things you enjoy because like, like, all right, cool, I have all these individual items. 
have a plan that actually is part of the meals you're going to eat. And it doesn't mean I need to know Monday, I'm going to have this meal, but have your seven days in the week. Let's say you're going to eat breakfast, lunch, dinner, and then you're going to have two snacks. That's five meals or feeding opportunities times seven. That's 35 things you got to plan for to put in your body. Now it doesn't mean they have to be 35 individual choices. You could have overlapping days where like two or three days, you could eat the same thing for dinner or have something for dinner and then have the rest of it for lunch. So you can have overlay there, but have a plan. So have the recipes, break down the ingredients in those recipes and then go food shopping. That's what we do for our clients, honestly. And that's something that's been really effective from the pro coaching side to our fitness vault and the resources we provide there. So if you guys want help on that, we have some resources. I'll put some below as well that you can take advantage of. But again, it just can take a little bit of research. You don't even need coaching to do that. It's helpful to have it. But there's so much information out there that's free. And just take a little bit of time. Download some of your favorite recipes. Save them. There's so many apps. We have, a tr again, a tremendous amount in our vault as well as on the blog and our, our websites that we're always transferring over and updating that's accessible not only to our clients. Obviously, our clients get way more, but even to the public, you guys have access to a lot of the, co the cool stuff that's out there. And again, I'll put resources below. But just you can Google things and, and see what you like and know what you want. And that's another piece. When it comes to those recipes, have the plan. But also make sure, and this is a really important actionable task, make sure that everything that you're eating is going to be at least somewhat enjoyable. Like I'm not saying, especially depending if we're doing like a bodybuilding show, if we're, you know, cutting weight for a fight, you're not going to be able to eat the same things you were like off season or out of it. You can have those choices. The portions are going to be different and maybe you have to tweak a little bit of the ratios, but being able to at least enjoy something about every meal you're going to eat helps you actually make it happen. Because let me ask you guys this, and I hear this all the time. Do you forget to meal prep? Or if you do meal prep, you're like, oh, I don't want that. And then you end up getting food anyway. It's because your meal prep food is not enticing to you. I guarantee you, you've never missed. If you like steak dinners, you've never missed a steak dinner in your life. Like me and Ashley are going out for our anniversary this week. I'm not going to miss my steak dinner. We're going out and I'm looking forward to it. This is actually going to be the first time I'm having like Wagyu beef or Wagyu steak. Oh, I'm pumped y'all. So with that being said, enjoy the choices and make choices you're going to enjoy. Now it doesn't mean eat like if you like, um, like muffins, we, we started posting about our protein muffins. Don't eat all 12 of them in one shot. Have a few. Plan for it, portion it out, and then use the prior strategies if you're still hungry. So again, to recap on these actionable tasks for you guys, because I want to make sure that we're being clear, we're being precise, we're adding value, is one, when it comes to your body image, Practice grace with yourself and compliment yourself daily, if not more. I know it sounds maybe potentially foo-fooey, but there's a lot tied to that from the cognitive behavioral therapy side, our internal dialogue, some of the thought distortion we might even have. And you think you'll be surprised what will happen, even if you just do it for one to two weeks, every day complimenting yourself. Piggybacking on top of that, knowing our environment influences our choices, start to leverage colors like blue, uh, blue. Uh, purples, greens in your kitchen, in your line of sight when you're eating. Even if it's not always in the kitchen, if it's going to be at the office, wherever it's going to be, try and make sure those colors are going to complement what we're trying to do and try to avoid like the yellows of the world, the reds, the oranges, those um, more intense colors that could potentially cause a stress response or just change our appetite and food selection. Then building on top of that, when you are eating, Try not to watch TV. Try to be as present as possible. Be mindful and think about what you're eating. And this is a trick that I got from my mom that's actually, like, I didn't think was real when I was a kid. But after, like, spending years and over a decade of my life in school, chew your food 10 to 15 times. That's an easy habit that's extremely impactful and it buys you time. So this kind of response system from your gut to your brain has an opportunity to communicate, hey, we're full. And it also triggers, like, 
these responses starting in our mouth that break down food and starts this whole digestive process, which is really kind of cool. So on, in addition to that, don't watch TV, be mindful, be present, give yourself, if you're still hungry and you ate your food, give yourself 10 to 20 minutes to see if you're still actually hungry. So you're going to drink eight to 16 ounces of water. You're going to have a distractive activity, five to 10 minutes, preferably walking to regulate cortisol and then see if you're still hungry. And then if you are, maybe you go back for a half a plate portion or something like that. And this is a bonus one, actually. I'm throwing here, y'all. Bonus tip, use smaller plates, bowls, and serving sizes. The bigger the bowl or the serving size of it, the more food you could fit on there, the more you're probably going to eat all of it, even if you're not fully hungry. All right, so that's a bonus one. Now bringing it back to when we're talking about food shopping and, and being able to ordering food, have a plan. Don't do it hungry. Even if you're ordering out from a restaurant, don't wait until you're starving. Like right now, I can already feel I'm starting to get hungry. I'm about to go for a run. And when I get back, I'm going to be starving. So if Ashley was going to order food out, that would not be the time when I'm back to say, oh, this is what I want. I should order the food now, tell her what I want, and then go and, and do my workout program. So whether it's food shopping, you're ordering out food, try and do it when you're not absolutely famished. And then piggybacking on that when we're food shopping, have a plan. Doesn't mean you have to have like, all right, Monday, five o'clock this time, this is the exact meal I'm eating. But no, all right, I need to have 35 meals and snacks throughout the week. This is what are some of the recipes I'm gonna enjoy and the food choices I want because then you can break down the ingredients that you need and then it just will perfectly make sense. You don't have to have extra stuff in the house that's gonna be tempting when you're hungry. All right, y'all, so those are some of the actionable tasks that I really wanted to highlight. I hope that adds value for you guys. You can go take action on that like literally today, right now. And again, any questions you have, feel free to reach out. We always are open to insight and requests for different topics, podcasts, and actually a cool thing we're going to start to do that I'm going to share with you guys is if you're interested in coming on the podcast, we're going to be offering up coaching to people that would like to come on board and have us consult with them. The benefit to you guys is you're going to get a discounted or even possibly free coaching costs. So you don't even have to pay for it. Or we'll give you a discounted rate. Penny, we're going to see the response that we get. And we're going to just basically offer up our coaching session, but we're going to share that with people on the podcast. So please make sure you feel comfortable with that. And if you don't, that's totally fine, but this probably isn't the offer for you. And I think that's going to be something really kind of valuable for everybody to see how we do this in real time and just have some relatable stories. So with all that being said, again, if you want to check out the new awesome apparel we got, check the links below. We got our hats, rash guards, um, we got t-shirts and we're going to have, we actually have more fitness equipment. We got adjustable dumbbells, bumper plates. I got concrete plates. We got a whole bunch of new stuff coming at you guys. But most importantly, as always, we have our coaching programs, our courses, the booty builder courses out. We're really proud and excited about that one. Our pro coaching is always the fitness nutrition vault. Our eight weeks to shred is still coming together. So we're really excited about that one. And as always, our 28 day nutrition course has been like our bread and butter, our staple that we just really have everyone go through. Even if you're a pro coach client, a lot of the principles there show up in our, our coaching style anyway. So with all that being said, y'all, we appreciate you guys. Um, thank you for the support as always and check you guys later. So I just wanted to say thank you guys again for watching, listening, consuming that episode. If you guys enjoyed it and you haven't already, please like, uh, please comment. If you haven't reviewed, please leave a review. If you haven't followed or subscribed, please do that as well. Again, it tremendously helps us out. And then just a quick reminder, if you guys want more resources, we have them below. We have our programs, everything from free all the way up to paid and kind of everything in between dial in with the customization and we have more information on different programs and resources in our newsletter. So if you haven't signed up for that, do 
so below. It's free. And that is it, y'all. See you on the next one.